Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. You couldn't bait a test like, okay, just have three million people call, uh, you know, <laughs> tomorrow night, and we, that'll give us a chance. And to websites test it. didn't even have. You can't do that. You can't most, arrange that. Most websites never had like. Well, they were built differently. Ours was a simultaneous system, massively multiplayer right. simultaneously. Yeah. Most websites weren't simultaneous. They just statically, they'd feed you these pages, right? Mm-hmm. So they were simultaneously interacting on our servers and nobody had had like a uh, hundred thousand users, let alone a million users. It had never been done. Right. So uh, we, but we kept saying, don't worry, it's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. And we knew it had to work. <laughs> so like, yeah. We'd be dead. So the day comes, we get ready. Uh, the product is goes basically live and the show is about to go live and the servers go live and people just start to swarm in like massive amounts of traffic because they had been hyping this up like uh, right. night and day on MTV, like, and all these kids are joining like massive yeah. amounts and we're like, and we see the numbers going up and up and up and up and up and up and up crash. The servers come down. The oh servers, no. The servers come down. You know, a second later, my phone starts ringing. You can guess yeah. who it is. Senior vice president of MTV is swearing at me with every four-letter curse word you can <laughs> every four-letter curse word you can you can dream up. What the blank 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 is going on? This server. I go, I know, I know. The servers are down. Yes, the show is about to go live. This TV show is about to go live. Like <laughs> in a couple minutes, like the servers are. I was like, let me call my engineers and find out uh, what's wrong. <laughs> I finally get them off the phone, call my engineers. I go. The servers are down and they go, we know, we know. I go, why are the servers down? <laughs> he goes, like, he goes, no, the servers didn't go down on their own. We are under a denial of service attack. We are under a massive denial of service attack. So somebody, a hacker, saw the ads and thought it would be fun to bring down our servers. And wow. in these days, we didn't have sophisticated firewalls. There wasn't like Cloudflare and all these tools you could use yeah. to protect your servers, you know. So they were, he goes, oh, wait, oh, wait I a second, just that. hold on. We are manually blocking their IP addresses <laughs> that they're attacking us with. Wow. So our engineers are in there manually blocking the IP addresses. And I get off the phone, I get back on with MTV, and I'm like, our engineers are working on it. They're working on it. And we're waiting, waiting. The clock is ticking down, ticking down, and the servers go live. They're live. They blocked it. And, and then the show goes live. And it runs flawlessly. Not wow. a single problem. It was great. Huge success. Amazing press. We follow on with the next show. Flawless. The next show, flawless. I'm like, oh, the first week. Like, it was a dream, right? I go uh, back in uh, to, uh, to the venture capitalist. And I was saying, and, and I was like, look, you see, the show ran perfectly. Like, it's a huge hit. Yeah. You know, we have over a million users. This has never been done before. We are, like, groundbreaking. And they, and I go, we need the money. Like, you promised us the money. We need this. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we'll give you the money, sure. But, you know, we've been talking. And uh, we decided, your valuation is really high. Like, it's re- much higher than we feel comfortable with. We think it would be we would like to cut the valuation in half. Same amount of money, half the valuation. We are like, oh my God. <laughs> like, 
I was, I was like, you can't do that. And they're like, oh, we yeah. can do that. Like, if you have a better offer, go take it. He knew we didn't have any other offer. Like, we're too busy getting this thing launched right. to, to get anything else done. And he knew we were out of money. So I, I was faced and my partners with a choice. We could either say, screw you. Like, you guys are jerks. We're not, we don't want you on our board. We don't want your money. We're going to walk or we'll take your money right? <laughs> because we absolutely need it to survive. And you know what we said? Screw you. We don't want you on our board. We don't, we, you guys are jerks. We are walking and we don't care. And it felt so good to walk out that door, to just walk out that door until I was outside. And I suddenly ah. realized, <laughs> we have no money. We have no money. <laughs> it was like insanity. Like, we can't keep our servers running. We can't pay our team. We MTV, you know, MTV and Viacom are expecting us to run this show. Like, yeah, the, you know, the foreseeable future. Um, we have to run out the term of our contract, which went quite a ways um, into the next year. And it's also approaching, uh, uh, you know, it's just before Thanksgiving. Soon it will be Christmas between Thanksgiving right. and the new year. Nobody can raise money in Silicon Valley. It goes right. dead. Like people, all the VCs go away and they're, they don't want to fund you. And we have no other VC even to talk to, let alone. And it takes months. Like it took us months and months to get that VC to the point where they said yes. And we were like. 60000 in legal fees. Yes. And we we're like, oh my God. And what do we do? And we, uh, so it felt really bad. <laughs> so basically uh, it, it was, it was excruciating like excruciating amount of pain. So I go, uh, I literally uh, keep, I keep hustling. Like, what can you do? Like, you have to hustle or the company's just going to die. It's going to go down in flames yeah. and it's not going to be pretty. So I finally, I can't get into any VCs that will even talk to me. Like they're all going away and stuff and I don't even know who to call. But I finally get into this company called Macromedia. And Macromedia uh, is, is a, is the company that became Adobe. So I'll just call it Adobe for now. So I get okay. into, they merged and they became Adobe. And they had, uh, we were using their, one of their technologies, which is a reason I got in the door, called Macromedia Director. And it was a precursor to the technology they were about to launch, Flash. And the president okay. called me up and he said, look, if your company can build this instead of Director, move it to Flash to get the million users to download Flash, we will, we will be interested in funding you. You know what I said to him? I didn't know if it'd work in Flash. I no right, yeah. I said, absolutely, absolutely. We a can get it to work. With, you give yeah. us the money, we will have to figure out how to get it working with Flash. And he said, and I said, great. So give us the money, <laughs> fund us. And he goes, well, you got to understand, we can't lead around. We are a corporate, and we need a, a, a an established first tier venture capital firm to set the valuation for your company. Uh, you need to find them to lead the round, but we will we will follow. I was like, oh, what could that does us? And I go, well, can you introduce us to venture capitalists? Because I needed to yeah, get in the door. Right. I didn't have these relationships. Yeah. And they go, oh, yeah, we would be happy to introduce you to venture capitalists. But, you know, in the new year, you know, after Christmas, after CES, when everybody gets back. That year, we went to CES with no money. We begged our employees to keep working for us for free. We begged the hosting provider not to pull the plug. We went to CES, and it was totally different than the previous year. We downgraded to the sleaziest, cheapest hotel we could uh, possibly get <laughs> on, <laughs> on Las Vegas, in Las Vegas. We, and they have dump. some real sleazy ones there. It too. was a dump. Yeah. And we, uh, 
you had already bought the plane flights. You couldn't get a refund on those and, and the tickets. So we yeah. went, but literally we were so depressed. We could hardly leave our room, our hotel room. We could hardly get off the floor because our company was dying and it would take months to close a deal. We didn't know what to do. So we went through CS. It was like a dark, dark experience. Get back to Silicon Valley. I'm like, oh my God, I got to get this company funded. And I've learned some lessons. Like, so number one, I learned never just have one VC, never rely on one VC, right. more than one. When a VC tells you, changes the terms on you, they said they were going to fund you on a certain date and they don't that first time we should have walked. We should have said, fund us now, or we're walking, we're getting somebody else. That was a month yeah. before we launched because at least we'd have more time to find somebody else. And if they right. do that once to you, they're going to do it again. They aren't they're called going to do it again. They don't they're, change they're, your price. Yeah, people don't change how they operate. Like these guys were Hollywood, right. Guys, right? They they weren't necessarily bad people. They were Hollywood. This is what you do in Hollywood. You get the best deal right. you can, right? So they, yeah. I don't criticize them for doing, they were just, you get the best deal you can. Very different than the Silicon Valley ethos that we were living in. Um, yeah. where you're more founder friendly. So we, uh, we, we're like waiting and waiting for the Adobe to introduce us to a, a VC. So the president of Adobe finally introduces us to a VC. It's mid-January. We go in there, one of the top VC firms on Sand Hill Road, uh, where all the VCs are. We go in there and he comes to the meeting with me. He's the president of this company. He's coming with me. I'm like, why are you coming to the pitch? I didn't ask him. I'm thinking, and I realize, oh my God, he's here to see how that VC reacts. If that VC pokes a bunch of holes in our business, we're not going to get any any more introductions, right? Yeah. If that VC, because he wants, he's smart, right? He doesn't want to make a bunch of introductions and find out we're a loser. He's going to get a second opinion. So he introduces us. We're sitting there. I basically go all in. Another thing I learned is never tell a VC firm you are desperate. (laughs) for money Because they are vulture capitalists. They will squeeze you, you know? So I'm paying. It's like dealing with the bank. The only time you can get a loan from a bank is when, when you don't need it. Yeah. You don't need it. It's like, no, I don't need the loan. I'm just thinking about getting something. You know, that was me. I'm like, yeah. we don't need your money, but I'm telling you how great we're doing. We have this deal yeah. with MTV. We got a million users. We're doing yeah. this. We're doing that. Our company's on fire, blah, blah, blah. I'm giving my best pitch. Yeah. The entire time that VC remains stone faced, not just stone Poker. For those of you who are sick and tired of fooling around and are dead serious about wanting to move up fast, I've got something especially for you. I've combined the best insights from over 40 years in business and making $70 million in income and compressed them into a free webinar. That's right. It's a free resource. If you want to find out exactly what the concepts are that I use in coaching million dollar earners, register now at widelonwinning.com you'll discover the five-part framework used by so many to reach their financial, personal, and professional goals. You can find that link in this episode's show notes. At the end of the meeting, he was like, will you excuse me for a few minutes? And he gets up and walks out of the room. I'm like, oh, God. And I looked at the, the, the president of Adobe, well, Macromedia yeah. at the time. I look at him and he, he shrugged his shoulders. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I was like, well, this could be the end. Um, he comes back in the room and he comes back in. It took him like 10 minutes like or longer, like 15 minutes. Yeah. We we're just sitting there. And I was like, oh, my God, what's he taking? So comes back in the room. 
And he puts down a piece of paper on the table and he goes, here's your term sheet. And he goes, I want to invest not 5 million. I want 7 million in your company. I really believe in you. I I, I look at him uh, and I'm trying to think my brain's going a million miles an hour. What would be the best strategy? Poker strategy, poker strategy for this. I go, I go, what we need is the money tomorrow, but I can't tell them I'm desperate. <laughs> I can't tell them like, right, I need, yeah. need that money yeah. in two weeks or we're totally out of business. Like yeah. they're, they're going to shut us down. So I look, I look him in the eye and I said, you know, at the valuation we're giving you, we only asked for 5 million in capital. And I go, you know, we don't need seven, but I'll tell you what, we will split the difference. We'll take 6 million if you can promise to close the deal in two weeks. And he looked at me, he said, done deal. Ah, I got the deal. Ah. And, and sure enough, he closed that deal in two weeks, like in two weeks. Ah. And why did he give me the, you know, it's every entrepreneur's dream to get a term sheet on your first meeting. It almost never happens, right? You almost right. never get it on your first meeting. And I, and it's every entrepreneur's deal to get a deal done in two weeks, <laughs> so you have the money right. in the bank yeah. in two weeks. Why did he do this? And I started to think back, why did he do this? And I thought, and then I realized he did this for a reason. Because when I was sitting there, I told him inadvertently, not really strategically, but I told him sort of strategically, I said, you know, you're the first VC that Adobe here is taking us to. They promised to take us to other VCs. I mentioned that to him during the talk. And he looked over, he's the president of Adobe. And in his mind, if he let us walk out that door, we're funded by somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you what motivates venture capitalists and a lot of people in this world, fear and greed. <laughs> they, yeah. I, have a, I look at, at raising capital as a scale. They have to be more afraid of losing the deal than they are of losing their money. If you can make that work, that they're more afraid of losing the deal than their money, boom, you can, they'll, give you, they'll write you a check right on the spot. Yeah, that's, that's priceless information right there. And... Uh, uh, Talk about how you, so, I mean, the, it's such a roller coaster of uh, emotions and activity and whirlwind and unknowns and threats. And, yeah. you know, it's like a, a thunderstorm going into an earthquake, going into a tornado. <laughs> this is a startup. This is, this is why I called my book Surviving a Startup, because yeah. literally it is survival every minute. Every time you think you're over a hump, there's another bigger hump that you are like faced with. And, you know, we thought we got that 350,000 we were made. We thought, you know, we the first VC said, yes, we were made. We thought, you know, the show launched, we were made, like all these different things. And then there's always something else coming from left field that you don't expect. And to be an entrepreneur, you have to be able to deal with those situations. You have to be able to deal with a lot of stress. You also have to be a flexible thinker and flex flexibility. Like you have to be able to rethink and reimagine your business and your business direction and your strategy almost on the fly because things are always, the world's always changing. And, uh, this, you can tell great on now I'm real. I invest in startups. Like, so I'm always at founder space. I'm always looking for startups. I invest in them and I'm always coaching them. And, and I see over and over again, like when I look at startups, I tend to look for how the, the leadership team thinks, how they problem solve, things that decisions that they have made. And that really tells me 
uh, more than anything, more than their technology, more than the market, more than anything, if ultimately they are going to be successful. What's exciting to you, uh, Rev? How did you how, how did you uh, migrate from running the company yourself? Because you know you're right in the middle of it. You're very creative yourself, and uh, with games, with you know the you know what's happening with the gaming platforms now, the metaverse. You know the thing is kids kids are playing on Roblox. You know they're oh yeah Roblox. Uh, cash and things like that. And I imagine that's like insanely intriguing to you and you are a coder and you would know how to go in and make that better and everything. So I imagine that's fascinating for you, but you're out of that yourself and you're into, you said, no, I'd rather be into venture, uh, the venture capital uh, capitalist space or to be help help launch businesses. Right. Why is that more interesting for you than going in there? Because you are, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, right? I'm an you're entrepreneur. A, you're an entrepreneur. You're and you you've got a mind and a background like the Elon Musk, you know, that he's like not like Gates, because Gates <laughs> was one thing, you know, he was coding and uh you know he's still a in. brilliant guy. He's but he's a coder he's a coder. But the yeah. thing is you a, are uh, you know, now, uh, Jobs was a, was a, was a hardware guy, you know, different. Well, you know. Jobs actually, it was Wozniak that did the hardware. Jobs was a creative dude. He was a right. creative designer. That yeah. was his. And I, I'm probably closer to the Jobs type personality. I'm a creative guy. You yeah. know, I came out of the film and industry and game industry and, you know, I apply my creatives to business. The reason I love doing what I do, and I'll answer yeah. your question exactly, is because every time I'm with an entrepreneur, I love learning. I love creating. I love coming up with ideas. So I am helping each of these entrepreneurs when I'm with them problem solve on their yeah. hardest problem to reimagine their business. Most of them are getting stuck at a certain point because you always right. get stuck. And my job, I see it more than the money or anything else we could get them. My, my job is to get them out of that sticky situation and onto the right path. So help. you're kind of like a board of director guy in terms of, you know, you 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 put money in with them, but you give the expertise and you're a source there for uh, when they they run into a brick, brick wall, like where you were in those, these situations before. Now, you you're uh, uh, if somebody if you had someone who was a venture capitalist that you could have gone to, that would have made life a whole lot easier for you, you know. Absolutely. So, and, and, and you ask why I do it because I love it because I love it. I don't just get to do it for one industry or one product for, I get to do it for hundreds. I've worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs in different industries, everything. How do you work with, you know, how do you work with hundreds? I mean, how do people find so we've been, do, and, we've been doing and, this over 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a period. And we work with them in different ways. Let me tell you. Right. So, um, if you add it up total, it's probably thousands of people I've just educated. So yeah. I, we run online courses where we, right. you know, we'll have, you know, a thousand entrepreneurs, uh, on there and we'll be, oh, really? Yeah. So we'll be, uh, so Founderspace, you know, you, you come to the website, founderspace.com. You'll see, we have online courses. We have offline courses. We have okay. our, our accelerators all around the world. Uh, what I try to do is I try to, I believe every 
entrepreneur has a, should have a chance, should have a good education. Because right. whether they succeed at being an entrepreneur or not, it will help them in whatever they do. They will learn yeah. an enormous amount. So we yeah. do these courses that we teach out, like mass broadcast courses, right? But then uh, there are certain entrepreneurs, and I only take on maybe, you know, a half a dozen at a time, maximum, right? Maximum, a lot of times less, that I go really deep with. And I become more, I become more like their partner in their business yeah. than just uh, an educator or you know an advisor. I really go deep with them. And those entrepreneurs, it's like I'm in the business and uh, I'm there for them. Uh, and we're going to figure out a way together. But I only do that with entrepreneurs that I find are exceptional because yeah. you can't change the entrepreneurs. Right. I can change every, we can change together. We can change everything about the business, right? About their right. business, but I can't change them. So yeah, they right. have to be great. They're going to be where they, they are. Mike, before we get off, I want to compliment you on your choice of sweater. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> orange orange is one of my favorite colors, and I'll show you. you know. I love it. <laughs> I love orange. It's my, my favorite color. <laughs> and I'll show you, uh, I'll show you the custom-made travel bag. Oh, and you know, I have an orange car too, just so you know. <laughs> oh, do you? Yes. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I've had two. This is my second orange car in a row. I, that's oh, how passionate you, about it. You're taking it another expect, step from You me. better get an orange car. I expect it. Okay. <laughs> Your next car. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a challenge now. Hey, yeah. uh, let's talk quickly about how you... What's the main thing behind your three your books? You got three books and uh, cleverly arranged in your background. Uh, uh, what uh, would you want people to know about those books? Sure. So, uh, make elephants fly. Is the elephant is your big idea, and yeah. it's your dream, and you want to get it off the ground. You want it to fly, but elephants right. don't fly. How do you do it? This yeah. is how you get your dreams off the ground, even when it seems impossible. Surviving a startup is exactly what the title says. And it's what we've talked about today. Right. You know, how do you survive? What are all the tricks that I've learned myself in my own businesses and from all these other entrepreneurs I work with yeah. that really work in getting you there? And then the five forces that change everything is, a, I'm fascinated with technology. It is about all the emerging technologies right now that are in the lab that are poised to change the entire landscape, our lives, industry, you know, economics, the world. These are technologies like artificial intelligence, like brain-computer interfaces, CRISPR gene editing, nanotechnology, space technology, all these fundamental technologies. What's going on in the lab and what will happen when they enter the marketplace? Yeah, fantastic. And uh, uh, you've been more than generous with your time once we got rolling it's uh it's been a wild ride a lot of fun it, it has been fun i, and, I love uh, it larry why do you uh what do you have uh what is your uh hope for spending an hour of your incredibly valuable time uh what's your highest hope for this uh hour or for My this podcast highest hope is that great entrepreneurs will reach out to me then that i will get to help them so you know they can come to me uh, you know, my website is founderspace.com, founderspace.com. I'm also on every social network, even like LinkedIn, you know, you yeah. can just reach out to me. And if you, you know, have, if you're have an amazing business plan, an amazing team, I'd love to hear from you. Fantastic. And thanks so much. And I'm going to let you have the final word for those 
entrepreneurs out there that are on the way up that uh, are motivated to do great things. So my final word, one piece of advice, spend 80% of your time at the beginning. And if you haven't already done it, do it. Finding great teammates, teammates that are just the most exceptional people you could ever find. If you do that, you're halfway to success. Fantastic. Thanks so much. And uh, Steve, let's, uh, you know, you're living a wild ride. You're accumulating all kinds of experience. And uh, you and I are going to have to get back together and and go through this again, because I can't wait to hear hear about it. We could talk about another one of my books. uh, That's right. Another two. (laughs) Okay. Thanks so much, Steve. Appreciate it. Take care, Larry. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whiteallonwinning.com. Thanks for listening.